episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Harris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope will help you to relax and fall asleep. Episode number 192, and specifically, it's a Whisperpedia episode about the global origins and global customs of Santa Claus. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. Each week, I rotate through one of six types of episodes calm those overactive squirrels in your brain. These episodes include story time episodes, trivia time episodes, chat episodes, batch episodes, fade out episodes, and tonight you'll hear a Whisperpedia episode which means I've selected an interesting Wikipedia article to read to you. And it's usually about some aspect of science, history, pop culture, mythology, or the animal kingdom. If you're interested in listening to over 200 more Whisper episodes, like this one, or to my special one hour and eight hour long nature sounds and background noises like raindrops, ocean waves, ceiling fans, and white noise, then feel free to click the links in the show notes or visit my website at sleepwhispers.com Alright, why did I choose Santa Claus for tonight's Whisperpedia? It was inspired by my listener, Debbie, who suggested I do a history of or an explanation of round-the-world Christmas traditions and she included a list of Christian and non-Christian wintertime holidays. And right now it's the start of December, so this seemed like a, a great fit, covering all those different traditions would be a little bit too much, so I decided to start by just peeking at the Wikipedia article about Santa Claus, because I, I really don't know much about his origins. I learned that the history of Santa Claus is mostly Christian-based, but it was interesting to learn that there are also non-Christian influences 
this elf story. There was a time when there weren't elves, but someone else was believed to build all those toys. So, uh, you'll find out who that is. You probably know that Santa Claus brings his gifts by coming down the chimney. Well, that tradition of gifts coming down the chimney existed long before Santa Claus. So I'll tell you about that. In the United States and, and maybe in some other countries, it's known that Santa brings coal to bad children. But that's not true for all countries. What do bad children get in other countries? Not all countries leave milk and cookies for Santa Claus. What is left for Santa Claus in other countries? And here's a hint. Some of these items could get Santa Claus a DUI charge. Which countries may prohibit children from sitting on Santa's knee in department stores? Yeah, you probably haven't heard about that, but it could be coming in the future. What benefits are there to children for writing letters to Santa? And this had never occurred to me, and I, I thought it was very interesting. And lastly, I'll finish with telling you how children send their letters to Santa in different countries. So you probably know that in the United States, we mail letters to Santa, but some other countries have some more creative methods. Okay, let's begin tonight's Whisperpedia. The following are select sections from the Wikipedia article titled Santa Claus. I'll begin with an overview. Santa Claus is also known as Father Christmas, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nick, Kris Kringle, or simply Santa. He is a legendary figure originating in Western Christian culture, who is said to bring gifts to the homes of well-behaved children on the night of Christmas Eve, December 24th, or during the early morning hours of Christmas Day, December 25th. The modern Santa Claus grew out of traditions surrounding the historical St. Nicholas, who was a 4th century Greek bishop 
and a gift giver. He also grew out the traditions of the Dutch figure of Sinterklaas, who was also based on St. Nicholas, and also based on the British figure of Father Christmas. Some maintain that Santa Claus also absorbed elements of the Germanic god Woden, who was associated with the pagan midwinter event of Yule, and led the wild hunt, a ghostly procession through the sky. Santa Claus is generally depicted as a portly, jolly, white-bearded man, sometimes with spectacles, wearing a red coat with white fur collar and cuffs, white fur cupped red trousers, a red hat with white fur, and black leather belt and boots, and carrying a bag full of gifts for children. This image became popular in the United States and Canada in the 19th century due to the significant influence of the 1823 poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, as well as the political cartoonist Thomas Nast. Santa Claus is said to make lists of children throughout the world, categorizing them according to their behavior and to deliver presents, including toys and candy, to all of the well-behaved children in the world, and coal to all the misbehaving children. He accomplishes this feat with the aid of his elves, who make the toys in his workshop at the North Pole, and his flying reindeer, who pull his sleigh. He is commonly portrayed as living at the North Pole. The following sections will explain some of the predecessor figures and influences of Santa Claus. Saint Nicholas of Myra was a 4th century Greek Christian bishop of Myra in Lycia. Nicholas was famous for his generous gifts to the poor. He was very religious from an early age and devoted his life entirely to Christianity. In continental Europe, he's usually portrayed as a bearded bishop in canonical robes. During the Middle Ages, often on the evening before his name day of December 6th, children were bestowed gifts in his honor. This date was earlier than the original day of gifts for the children, which moved in the course of the Reformation and its opposition to the veneration of saints in many countries on the 24th and 25th of December. The custom of gifting to children at Christmas has been propagated by Martin Luther as an alternative to the previous very popular gift custom on St. Nicholas. Father Christmas dates back as far as 16th century in England during the reign 
of Henry VIII when he was pictured as a large man in green or scarlet robes lined with fur. He typified the spirit of good cheer at Christmas, bringing peace, joy, good food, and wine and revelry. As England no longer kept the feast day of St. Nicholas on December 6th, the Father Christmas celebration was moved to the 25th of December to coincide with Christmas Day. The Victorian revival of Christmas included Father Christmas as the emblem of good cheer. In the Netherlands and Belgium, the character of Santa Claus has to compete with that of Sinterklaas, Santa's presumed progenitor. Santa Claus is known as De Kerstman in Dutch, which means the Christmas man, and Pere Noel, which means Father Christmas in French. But for children in the Netherlands, Santa Claus remains the predominant gift giver in December, and his assistants are not elves. Prior to Christianization, the Germanic peoples, including the English, celebrated a midwinter event called Yule. With the Christianization of Germanic Europe, numerous traditions were absorbed from Yuletide celebrations into modern Christmas. During this period, supernatural and ghostly occurrences were said to increase in frequency such as the wild hunt, a ghostly procession to the sky. The leader of this wild hunt is frequently attested as the god Woden, or in Norse, Odin, bearing names which mean Old Norse, Yule figure, and a long beard. Woden's role during the Yuletide period has been theorized as having influenced concepts of St. Nicholas in a variety of facets, including his long white beard and his gray horse for the nightly rides, or his reindeer. Folklorist Margaret Baker maintains that, quote, the appearance of Santa Claus or Father Christmas whose day is December 25th, owes much to Odin, the old blue-hooded, cloaked, white-bearded gift-bringer of the North, who rode the midwinter sky on his eight-footed steed, visiting his people with gifts. Odin, transformed into Father Christmas, then Santa Claus, end quote. Early representations of the gift-giver from church history and folklore, notably St. Nicholas, merged with the English character Father Christmas. This created the character known to Americans 
English-speaking world as Santa Claus, which is a phonetic derivation of Santa Claus. The next section will cover 19th and 20th century influences on Santa Claus. Present to the Little Ones from 5 to 12 was published. It contained an anonymous poem describing Santa Claus on a reindeer sleigh bringing presents to children. Some modern ideas of Santa Claus seemingly came from the 1823 poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known today as the night before Christmas. St. Nick is described as being chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf with a little round belly. The eight reindeer were also initially named Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Dunder, and Blixum. So the last two, Dunder and Blixum, came from the old Dutch words for thunder and lightning, but they were later changed to the more German-sounding Donner and Blitzen. By 1845, Kris Kringle was a common variant of Santa in parts of the United States, although in Pennsylvania he is usually called Krish Kinkle. As the years passed, Santa Claus evolved in popular culture into a large, heavyset person. Thomas Nast immortalized the image of Santa Claus with an illustration in an 1863 issue of Harper's Weekly. The story that Santa Claus lives at the North Pole may also have been a creation by Thomas Nast. The idea of a wife for Santa Claus may have been the creation of American authors beginning in the mid-19th century. In 1889, the poet Catherine Lee Bates popularized Mrs. Claus in the poem Goody Santa Claus on a Sleigh Ride. The 1902 children's book by L. Frank Baum, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, further popularized Santa Claus. Images of Santa Claus were also made more familiar through the Coca-Cola Company's Christmas advertising in the 1930s. The popularity of these advertisements spawned urban legends that Santa Claus was invented by the Coca-Cola Company or that Santa wears red and white 
because they are the colors used to promote the Coca-Cola brand. Historically, Coca-Cola was not the first soft drink company to utilize the modern image of Santa Claus in its advertising. White Rock Beverages had already used a red and white Santa to sell mineral water in 1915 and then in advertisements for its ginger ale in 1923. Earlier still, Santa Claus had appeared dressed in red and white and essentially in his current form on several covers of Puck magazine in the first few years of the 20th century. In some images from the early 20th century, Santa was depicted as personally making his toys by hand in a small workshop like a craftsman. Eventually, the idea emerged that he had numerous elves responsible for making the toys, but the toys were still handmade by each individual elf working in the traditional manner. The tradition of Santa Claus entering dwellings through the chimney is shared by many European seasonal gift givers. In pre-Christian Norse tradition, Odin would offer enter through chimneys and fire holes on the solstice. In the Italian Bafani tradition, the gift-giving witch is perpetually covered with soot from her trips down the chimney of children's homes. The hearth was held sacred in primitive belief as a source of beneficence, and popular belief had elves and fairies bringing gifts to the house through this portal. Santa's entrance into homes on Christmas Eve by way of the chimney was made part of American tradition through the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, where the author described him as an elf. These last few sections will cover Christmas Eve rituals, Santa's home, and how children and people correspond with Santa. United States and Canada, children traditionally leave Santa a glass of milk and a plate of cookies. In Britain and Australia, he is sometimes given sherry or beer and mince pies instead. In Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, it is common for children to leave him rice porridge with cinnamon sugar. In Ireland, it's popular to give Santa Guinness beer or milk along with Christmas pudding or mince pies. New Zealand, British, Australian, Irish, Canadian, and American children also leave a carrot for Santa's reindeer and are told that if they are not good all year round, that they will receive a lump of coal in their stockings. Although the actual practice of giving coal 
is now considered archaic. Dutch children will leave hay and a carrot for his horse in his shoe before going to bed. Naughty children were once told that they would be left a row, which is a bundle of sticks, instead of sweets. But this practice has been discontinued. In Hungary, the children get sweets in a bag if they were good, and a golden-colored birch switch if they were not good. Santa Claus's home traditionally includes a residence and a workshop where he creates, often with the aid of elves or other supernatural beings, the gifts he delivers to good children at Christmas. Some stories and legends include a village inhabited by his helpers surrounding his home and shop. In North American tradition, Santa lives on the North Pole, which, according to Canada Post, lies within Canadian jurisdiction in the postal code H0H0. H zero, which of course is a reference to ho ho ho, Santa's notable laugh. Each Nordic country, such as Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland, claims Santa's residence to be within their territory. Santa Claus appears in the weeks before Christmas in department stores or shopping malls or at parties. The practice of this has been credited to James Edgar as he started doing this in 1890 in his Brockton, Massachusetts department store. Santa's function is either to promote the store's image by distributing small gifts to children, or to provide a seasonal experience to children by listening to their wish list while having them sit on his knee. The act of sitting on Santa's knee is now under review by some organizations in Britain and Switzerland. Writing letters to Santa Claus has been a Christmas tradition for children for many years. These letters normally contain a wish list of toys and assertions of good behavior. Some social scientists have found that boys and girls write different types of letters. Girls generally write longer but more polite lists and express the nature of Christmas more in their letters than in letters written by boys. Girls also more often request gifts for other people. Many postal services allow children to send letters to Santa Claus. Writing letters to Santa Claus has the educational benefits of promoting literacy, computer literacy, and email literacy. A letter to Santa 
is often a child's first experience of correspondence, written and sent with the help of a parent or teacher. Children learn about the structure of a letter, salutations, and the use of an address and postcode. In Britain, it was traditional for some to burn the Christmas letters on the fire so that they would be magically transported by the wind to the North Pole. However, this has been found to be less efficient than the use of the normal postal service, and this tradition is dying out in modern times, especially with few homes having open fires. In Mexico, in other Latin American countries, besides using the mail, sometimes children wrap their letters to a small helium balloon, releasing them into the air, so Santa magically receives them. This is the end of tonight's Whisperpedia episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed. <laughs>